Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. In 2 Chronicles, once again, the children of Israel find themselves facing attack from an enemy that has what looks like on paper an overwhelming force. There is no way, humanly speaking, that they can win this battle. It's obvious that they are slated for destruction. It's not going to work for them. And they do what a lot of desperate people do, whether they've ever been people of faith or not. They begin to cry out to God. There's an old saying out of uh, World War II that there are no atheists in the foxholes. That everybody in their point of desperation cries out to God. Well, the first 13 verses of 2 Chronicles chapter uh, 20 are all about their prayer. And it's a long one. I'm not going to read it. But it's all them saying, God, we need your help. Verse 12 says this, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we haven't got any power against this great multitude that's coming against us. Watch this. Nor do we know what to do. I don't know if anybody in this service, either in the building or online, is in that place right now where you would say to God, I just don't know what to do. Maybe it's one of your kids, one of your children. Maybe it's a a marriage situation or maybe it's a business thing and you're just going, I just don't know what to do. These people definitely are admitting that they haven't got a clue, but they go on and they say, but, it's a great but, but our eyes are upon you. And so then they stand waiting to hear God's response because prayer is not just where I tell a a mute God what I want. Prayer is where I bring my need and then I wait to hear. And they wait to hear back from God what He wants to say to them. Verse 14 goes on, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jahaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, a Levite, one of the priests, of the sons of Asaph, by the way, who's the worship leader, in the midst of the assembly. So here is this guy who's a priest and a worshipper. That's his family line and the Spirit of the Lord comes on him. Now you go, well, what's that mean? Well, his name means vision. It's exactly the same word as in Proverbs 29 verse 18 where it says, without a vision the people perish. It's the same Hebrew word. So here we have this man who's a priest. And if you're a believer, the Bible says we are kings and priests before God. He's a worshipper and a man of vision. But here's the the kicker, if you like. Here's the most important part of that, is that he's not just carrying out those activities, but that the Spirit of the Lord comes on his vision. And the Spirit of the Lord comes on his worship. And the Spirit of the Lord comes on his serving and salvation comes as a result of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, of the outbreathing of God on this man and on his vision. We all need vision, no doubt. 
I trust you have vision. I spoke about that last week. Vision is vital and in a time and a season when many people, so we're told, have given up making goals. They're waiting for all this to be over. But I keep hearing the Holy Spirit tell me that now is the time for vision. Now is the time for dreaming great dreams. But I want to say to you this morning that in the midst of our visioning and our dreaming and our hopeful expectations of God at work, we need the Holy Spirit to come on that vision, to activate it with power. See, every Christian has got a dream or a vision to reach lost people. I've never met a Christian that doesn't care about people that don't know God. You want to help others. You want to make a difference in their life and in their world. People that don't know God, yet you want to be a part of reaching them. Every Christian that I know has got a vision to be used by God to bless others. But we can't do that without the Holy Spirit activating us, without His breath. Why do we make such a deal in this church about the time of worship? Why do we say, don't miss it? It's not the entree to the main course. As was evidenced this morning, our worship goes for how long this morning? The run sheet gets parked to one side while we say, but Holy Spirit, in the midst of our worshipping, you produce a visitation. In the midst of our action, you turn up and visit us by your Holy Spirit and miracles are the result of God at work. Why? Because we don't just come and worship by bringing it and say, I'm doing it. We come with the attitude that Jahaziel said, I've got vision. I'm a priest. I'm a worshiper. But when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you, something remarkable always occurs. I have lost count over the years of how many times it's in worship. It's in the place of praise that a miracle sense of God takes place. And, I, you know, I, I thank God I'm a pastor. I thank God I don't come and go. I didn't fly in yesterday and fly out tomorrow. I walk with lives. I walk with families. I walk with people as I do all of our team and our leaders here. If you're a part of a connect group, those people journey with you through your pain. We, are, you, we don't turn up and pretend, but we come, we say, we're going to believe with you the whole way along. And the journey, if it takes a year, we'll journey a year. If it takes two, we'll journey two. But we come and it's in that place of worship so often like this morning. We didn't plan that. I never told anybody we're going to, I didn't even know we were going to do it. But when we turn up into the place of worship, the Holy Spirit breathes. The Holy Spirit moves. The Holy Spirit activates something. And miracles are a result. So Jahaziel has the Holy Spirit come on him. The man of vision now has more than just a hope, more than just a picture of what it can be. Now there is a, oh, I don't know how else to say it, but a knowing in your Noah. There's a knowing in your Noah that this is going to come to pass. This man stands up and boldly declares in verse 16. He says, tomorrow go down against them. An overwhelming force 
But he says, come on, everybody, we're going to go. And there's something about a word from God that energizes people from doubt to faith. There's something about a word from God. That's why if you come as to, to as many services as you can, a spirit of faith will get around your life. Not because I'm a great preacher of it, but because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. He produces that inside of people's lives. Go down against them. They'll surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. You'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeril. Well, it goes on from there. Verse 21. And when he consulted with the people, the king appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, before all the hosts that are going to produce victory for them. And were saying, praise the Lord for His mercies endure forever. Verse 22. Watch this. Now when... They began to sing and to praise. Nothing's happening. Heaven stands at the ready. They're out of tension. They're poised to embark on producing victory. But they're held back until such time as the children of Israel, even though it's ridiculous. Can you imagine being their enemies and the first thing you hear is not the, the smack of a sword on a shield. It's not the clank of armour. It's not the people chanting a war cry. The first thing you hear is a choir and the choir begins to sing, praise the Lord for His mercy. And His mercy, we're going to battle. But His mercy endures forever. And they must have thought, what are these nut jobs doing? What are these lunatic believers up to this time? How stupid can they get? We're the mightiest force ever assembled. We are going to slay them. And they send us a choir with a song about their God who they can't even see. But when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Have you ever noticed that God wants you involved in your miracle? Very seldom does God do miracles that don't ask or require you or I to be a part of them. Most often, He'll say, Here's what I want you to do. He told these people, though it's overwhelming, he didn't say, step back, I'll send down the angel of death. They're all mincemeat, I'll slam all. You go in the morning, just pick it up. He said, no, I want you involved in your miracle. And off they go, lifting up their hands in front of the army. Again, can you imagine that? Because they're lifting up their hands and there's not a sword in it. So when the enemy looks out, he doesn't see heavy swords and spears. He doesn't see archers with their bows and arrow ready to fight and ready to shoot those things. What they see is this. They see what they think are empty hands, but hands are raised in prayer and hands raised in praise will never be empty of the power of God. 
hands that are raised before God. No wonder the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, I would that men everywhere pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Why? Because when you lift your hands to God in worship, they might look empty to others, but they're about to be filled with the power of God. In Acts 16, verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas, two apostles, are in jail. They've been beaten with stripes and then put into the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners are listening to them. And no doubt the prisoners are going, here's those nutty believers again. What is with this bunch? They've been beaten. They've had stripes opened up in their back. They can't do anything. We don't know what to do. But we can praise. Don't you love the next verse? Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. And the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. You may not be able to solve the problems that face your life right now. You may feel like the children of Israel did, like there's nothing you can do, but you can praise. Praise opens doors and opens hearts. That's what praise does. Praise will open a way where there was no way. Let me read to you just quickly this morning. The team are going to come with us in just a minute. And I'm going to give you opportunity to put this into practice wherever you are, if you're online. Never be embarrassed. I find one of the things that prevents people's praise is their self-consciousness and it stops them being God-conscious. This is not a singing competition. We're not here to see how well you can sing. What we want to do is we want to praise God in the midst of what's going on. We are in a world right now that seems swamped, just like the children of Israel felt. And God said when He came upon vision, he said, this is what I want you to do. Go out and sing. Would you go out and lift up holy hands? Would you go out and praise? Psalm 149 verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. A two-edged sword in their hand, not a literal one that's speaking about the Word of God. That's why so many of the songs we sing have their roots in Scripture. To execute vengeance on the nations, punishment on the people, bind their kings. This is talking about spiritual powers. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Watch this last verse. To execute on them the judgment written, this honour have all his saints. I thank God it doesn't say this honour have the saints that have been really so devotional this week. He doesn't say this ought to have all the saints that are been in the faith for years because this ought to have all the saints from the newest through to the oldest. From the weakest right up to the strongest. From the least gifted to the most gifted because it's not about that. It's about who we give the praise to, isn't it? When we praise, we shift our attention off the problem onto the promise. When we praise, we remember His help in our past, not what we're facing in our present. Perhaps most importantly of all, when we praise, we invite God into the midst. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help my teenager. God, I'm not sure at work what's the right way to go. 
And I know that for some people they go, so what was your answer? Oh, I praise God. All the enemies thought they were crazy. All the prisoners in that jail thought Paul and Silas had lost it. You know, obviously the pain is overwhelming them. But the audience that matters the most is not all of them. It's the one who sits in the heavenlies. And so the Lord set ambushments. And the Lord sent an earthquake. When you begin to get your attention onto God in praise, we invite God into the midst. Something powerful happens. I want to give you today an opportunity to be involved in your miracle. I'm going to give you an opportunity to praise and remember His help to invite God into the midst. But some of you here might say, Jeff, I, I don't know Jesus. And right now you're hoping that somebody will tell you how to find God. We have people almost every week, believe it or not, turn up to this church building and say, I'm looking for God. I don't know how to find Him. Some of them have wandered through all kinds of religion. Some of them have wandered through ambivalence. It's never been a thing for them. But then they turn up why? Because God stirs something in their midst. This is a great hour. People are turning to Jesus. They're tired of religion. They're tired of the rules, tired of the ritual. They're saying, I want to know Christ. And you can this morning. You go, oh, I, I, I've got to go and do a course. No, you don't. Listen to the words of Jesus. He said, behold, I stand at the door. And I know. We've all had somebody come to our front door. You don't hold them on the other side and give them a 50-question survey. They don't say, before I come in, can I see your certificate of cleanliness? They don't say, before they walk in the door, have you been hygiene approved? They don't say, is there an engineer's report on this structure so that I know it'll stay up? When someone comes to your door and knocks on it, you simply say to them, don't you? Come in. And they come in. And that's how beautifully easy it is for someone to say yes to Jesus. You say, but surely more is required than that? Oh, there will be more required. He'll work with you to change you. Because that's what He's about. Not to make you something weird, but to make you something wonderful. All of His plans for you are good. He'll do that. How do you say yes to Christ? There's a million ways you could do it. You could do it at home and no one would ever know. We created this thing we call Yes Text just to give you that point of I'm doing it now. If you're in Australia, it's 0488 Or you can go to the email for that and just go to yes, yes metrochurch.org.au When you do that, we'll send you the next day after you do it on one screen of a smartphone a different Bible verse every day for 30 days. You know out of all the well over 120 people that have done that in the last little while only two people have said no, nah, I, I changed my mind. Almost everybody goes, I love this. I'm getting a Bible verse that encourages me. I'm getting a prayer all on one screen and it just comes from us and we don't write and ask you for money or anything else. 
We don't, you know, then start swamping you with spam, Christian spam. We just love you and pray for you and encourage you. Amen. I want to pray right now for those of you that are saying yes to Christ. If you're in the building, you can go to the Connect Hub and tell someone there or you can do the same, 488 Yes.metrochurch.org.au. If you're online, those things are there for you. Heavenly Father, thank You today. We're coming up to Easter, which celebrates more than new life. We celebrate resurrection life. How You make something out of that which is impossible. And God, I'm believing today for people that are saying yes to You in their heart right now and are going to send in their yes, either to that number or to that email. And they're going to say yes to You in a tangible way. I thank You, Holy Spirit, that You are going to bring resurrection life. That which is impossible, You will make happen in their life in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord, for that. Thank You, those people right now that are doing it in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Can we give those people a hand? I know people are doing it right now. Don't you just love the presence of God? I know I do. I don't come to church to listen to myself or anybody other. I want to first of all come before Him and say, Lord, what do you say? I've told you my need. Now, Lord, what do you say? Let the Spirit of the Lord come on our praise. Amen. I'm going to invite you, the team are already here. Thank you so much. We're going to sing together that song again, Waymaker. And I'm going to ask you if you would to stand with me and wherever you are right now, some of you are at home or some of you are in a workplace and if you can do it where you are, would you join in with us and worship God for a minute? If you're in the building, I want you, even though you're in a crowd, I want you to go, Lord, here am I, I'm standing right here and I'm bringing this impossibility before you. I'm bringing before you this, I don't know what to do. I reckon we've all got those actually. I've got some, I don't know what to do. But Lord, I'm gonna lift up your name right here, right now. I'm gonna pray that the Holy Spirit will come on my praise, make a way, make a way, make a way, make a way. Oh, you say, oh, take a miracle. That's the point. That's what he's in the business of. Come on, let's stand together. Even though I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel that you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. We make a miracle. 
finances, say, Lord, I need you to make a way. If it's a job or a visa, Lord, I need you to make a way. If it's a family thing, Lord, I need you to make a way with this. I don't know what to do. And I'm going to give you just that couple of times through that verse just to tell it to God. And then the team are going to lead us again and sing it. We're going to lift our hands together before God. These people spent 13 verses telling God what the problem was. His answer was, lift up the hands that hang down. Lift them up before me. An empty hand before God will not be empty for long. It'll get filled with the power of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Tim. Come on. Team, sing it for everyone. Sing it for everyone. Sing it for the people of the Philippines and India, people of Brazil. Sing it for the people overseas. Sing it for the people in Australia or Western Australia. Sing it for the homes, the husbands, the wives, the kids, the mums, the dads, grandparents. Sing it for the business owner. Sing it for the employees. Sing it for those that are looking for work. We believe in love. You are a promise keeper, Lord. Yeah, that is who you are. Come on, let's lift our hands. Lift up the empty hands. Let them get filled today. Come on. problems they want to bring. God, I ask you, Lord, to remind us, some of you here that are business owners, would you go in a little bit early this week when no one else is there? Maybe not everyone in your workplace is a Christian. Probably not. Go 
gone a bit early, just take a couple of minutes. Just walk around with your hands up saying, Lord, I'm praising you in the middle of my business. Middle of my job, my career. Some of you, maybe the rest of the people in your home aren't, aren't believers. Take a minute when the others aren't there and just go around the home and say, Lord, I'm praising you. I'm lifting you up in this place in Jesus' name. Lord, even when we don't see it, you're working. You never stop. 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 You never stop, Lord. You never stop. by the way of all those of you that people online bring in your prayer requests when Pastor Bruce was up here praying earlier I asked him side stage I said oh did you get him and he said oh yeah and so we're believing with you tonight by the way if you could be part of the service I'm speaking on there is a mercy seat I'm not sure how many people will even know what that means I'll explain it briefly it won't be long I believe that one of the things this nation needs right now more than ever is it needs mercy. I'm going to speak about that tonight. I believe that God will touch people's lives. God wants to show you His mercy. Thank you for being an amazing church, because you are. Thank you for loving people, because you do. Thank you for praying and believing, because you do. Thank you for worshipping, like you do wonderful thing and thank you for enjoying coffee like you do cafes open out there and the team are going to be ready it's going to be amazing make sure you invite someone seriously good friday night seven o'clock right in the dot i'm pretty sure it's up well i know what the opening is you don't want to miss that and then easter sunday morning i don't know how well you're going to get out of bed get up at five o'clock eat your eggs then amen Turn up all wired up on chocolate. That'd be awesome. If you need prayer before you leave the building, David Faulkner will be right down here in the front ready to pray with you. Pastor Bruce is online ready to pray with people. Thank you for being a part of a wonderful time of loving God this morning. In Jesus' name, God bless. See you soon. Thank you.